0: Hi, folks, it's Dr. Christine Sauer here with a new episode of Sparkles for Better Mental Health, Growth in Five Dimensions. And today I have a very special guest for you. Her name is Lois Coffey. And Lois, I have known her for a while because Lois is a transformational speaker, a trainer, a coach, and an Ironman triathlete. Wow. And you have coached thousands, I think over 20,000 people in business and in healthy lifestyle since 2000. So that's for over 23 years, but mm-hmm. you're still a young lady. So tell, tell, tell our listeners all about how did you start becoming a coach and why are you doing what you're doing?
1: Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much. I, I have to tell you a funny story. It's like, I'm I am forty-five, and uh, ultimately, I, I joke that last year during this—well, during the whole pandemic uh, up till now—I had my my midlife crisis, and I actually finally figured out what I want to be when I grow up. So we'll we'll cover that later. But I started out, uh, didn't plan on it, um, being a coach because I was actually in real estate sales at twenty-one years of age. I landed in real estate after kind of getting um, jaded by what I studied was broadcast journalism. And as a woman wanting to do sports broadcasting, there was a lot of sexism. There was a lot of unhealthy um, components in that industry. And I was already a marathon runner at that age. And so I was running all the time. And my gym said, Hey, Lois, you're really good at this running thing. And we need a running coach to start our brand new running program. And I'm like, "Um, but I'm not even certified. And they're like. We don't care. This is you've run marathons. You ran Boston. We think you know what you're doing. And so that was when I started my humble beginnings at age 22, uh, was being a running coach. And then when I was in real estate, I just love teaching. I love coaching and encouraging people. So sure enough, within the first couple of years, I got asked to be a trainer slash like mentor coach inside the real estate industry. And I just fell in love with it. So basically, that's where where it all began, and I've evolved many different times since then. And now, up to today, being a transformational coach, uh, microdosing coach, and really getting more into the mind, body, spirit coaching. So that's that's the the Cliff Notes version of of my journey. And I've done sales coaching. I was at a personal training studio. I did a lot of healthy nutritional detoxes, cleanses, and a whole myriad of things ever, ever since the year 2000.
0: No, that's amazing, and I know your newest thing and uh, what we are talking about is microdosing. The whole thing about ayahuasca and uh, all those psychedelics. Tell us about that. What's your well, experience with that?
1: Yes, and I'd love to be a light and a and a, and, and bring awareness to it. I'm, I'm definitely an advocate, but I've also seen the good, the bad, and the ugly. Long story short, when the pandemic hit i I did what I always do. I pivoted well, and I got to twenty to forty thousand dollars a month as a sales coach online, never having had an email list, never had a podcast, never even really cared about my YouTube channel. And I was able to pivot within six months and and get to that level. But I was so so unhappy. I was so dead inside. I had lots of friends die. I had my brother, my mom died back to back at the beginning of the pandemic, not, not pandemic related. My father had already passed and I was just a walking wounded soul. I I wasn't happy in my marriage. And I found a spiritual mentor who just, Came out of the blue. I think again, everything happens for a reason, a divine appointment. And he wasn't even in plant medicine, but he said, you know, his his guides channeled through him to say, Lois, you got to do some ayahuasca, some psilocybin, do, do something because you're you 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 are so stuck in your head. Your your heart is just like a brick wall from all this trauma, all this pain. And I was, I've never, ever did drugs in my life. I never even smoked cigarettes and never got into cannabis or anything like that. And I was just so open that when he said that, I was like, you know what? I know a mushroom shaman, never understood what he did, but I called the guy and I started with a microdosing walk. So what microdosing is, Um, is like 100 to 200 milligrams and I think that day I did somewhere around 300 400 milligrams and the shaman took me on a nature hike and I just really for the first time in probably a couple decades since I started running I just actually really looked around and I just enjoyed my surroundings but I was also glad he was there with me because it also started bringing up some stuff about my mother wound and some some painful stuff. And he actually helped me process that. And that was like, all of a sudden I realized, wow, there's so much more I've got to do. So then I started doing deep dive work. So what that means is instead of small micro dosing, I did the heroic dose um, with four, um, four grams of psilocybin with that same shaman. And again, um, just I, I cried and I cried and I cried. I had a connection with my brother who had passed, who had died of alcoholism. And here I was, a binge drinking workaholic, thinking I might end up like him. And I, I got to feel him. I got to talk to him. I even could smell him under the, the heroic dose of the medicine. And that that's where it all began. And I, uh, of course, was already starting to think, Wow if I had had this years ago, I wouldn't be a binge drinking workaholic, you know, therapy wasn't working for me, grief counseling wasn't working for me. And so it was really for me, a life changing experience. And I also um, sat with some really scary groups, um, some not so great shamans, I had some really terrifying, um, re triggered traumas, and my mental health was a little off kilter at times because of that. And then I went and and found the right groups. I had the right safe container and support and protection. Cause when you're into the medicine like that, the veil is very thin and there are dark and light forces. And so we've, we've had, I, I don't know how much you want me to share, but we've had some scary experiences. But then of course, when I found the right group and the safe container, I just kept unpacking. And so fast forward to today, I'm. I'm. As of this morning, I weighed myself. I'm 31 pounds lighter. Um, I'm no longer binge drinking, workaholic. My marriage is in total bliss. Um, I understand my shadows, my fears. Um, I was really shutting down a lot of those emotions because of my my good girl perfectionist syndrome and all the things that the medicine showed me. And then along the way, I decided um, to become a microdosing coach because I was referring a lot of people to my shaman and another, a couple other sources, um, but they weren't getting really good results. They weren't getting lasting changes and results because they weren't doing it with the help of a guide. And so in September of last year, I started becoming a microdosing coach to guide people mentally, physically, and spiritually to connect with the medicine. And of course my sources are really, really good, um, solid sources. Uh, you gotta get it from a trusted source. And of course now there's a whole movement around it. So I feel like I'm I'm in the right place at the right time because I also have had some scary experiences with even just microdosing. So I, I really am, am sharing more and more of that vocally.
0: You know, Lois, I'm, I'm very happy for you personally that you had that good results. I personally know a lot of people that have either tried psilocybin Uh, tried ayahuasca or doing it as a profession. And some of them are really bad charlatans that I would never recommend anybody work with. So how do you find somebody that's reliable and will not make you sicker than you were before?
1: Yes. Wow. That's a big question. Well, number one, because it's a little of a catch 22, because I did it all by referral. Um, but I got some bad referrals too. (laughs) So I, I, I would sit with people and not know that it wasn't a real safe space. And I did it for months until I started realizing, I don't think I'm getting better. I feel like I'm stuck in a loop. And then someone else said, oh my gosh, well, you gotta, you gotta go check this. Amazing um, team of I call them my witches. Um, these amazing plant medicine women—they uh, do an amazing, amazing support system as well as amazing ceremonies. So once I found them, I was like, "Oh my gosh, I'm home." So now that I know that I what I've learned, um, I wouldn't just take a referral. Although I would recommend, you know, make sure you vet, get a referral but I'll maybe give you some questions to ask them also so that you make sure it's not like you said, a charlatan, you know, like how long have you been serving? Who trained you? What kind of mental health and spiritual health integration and support do you provide? Which unfortunately 90% of the shamans, the groups out there, they don't do. That's why I've actually started creating my own integration online wellness community for people who are taking plant medicine to be able to integrate it. Because what happens is when you have all of this information, we'll call it coming at you and you're opening up old wounds and eventually, you know, shadow work, it's not all, you know, bliss, right? There's, there's dark and light within us that we've got to process. And if you don't process it and, and move your body, get the physical um, components, the purging, some of the spiritual, I had to get my chakras realigned because they were so out of whack from the medicine and sitting with these other groups that you just want to ask these people before you sit with them, maybe even for references. like do you have references? Can I talk to them? which is a little bit sensitive, but, but if they're really good, they probably have a couple people that they can they can trust and and you could talk to them confidentially because it's obviously it's not legal everywhere. Yet. So those are the kinds of things that I wish I would have known when I started the journey.
0: Wow, well, that is quite amazing. And of course, as a physician and a naturopath, I'm very familiar with plant medicine. And now, plant medicine is very much broader. You call now psychedelics plant medicine. They're mushrooms. Botanically, it's a different group than plants. So it's just a biological term, but they are grouped together with herbs in a wider thing and mushrooms can be healing as we know for the immune system. And uh, psychedelics like psilocybin are in the same class as other hallucinogen drugs like LSD. So I wonder, is it a revival of what we saw in the 60s with the hippies movement?
1: A- absolutely. And I'm going to throw a, a, a curveball at you because I, happen- yeah. I have this book. It's not only that, There's a book I'm reading right now called The Psychedelic Gospels. I don't know if you can see that, but there's evidence now, as you know, this fifth dimensional spiritual awakening, the age of Aquarius, I believe that Jesus and some of the greatest ascended masters were using these tools um, as sacred medicine for spiritual connection to the divine, to God, to source creator. And and that's the other thing is, is to this is my soapbox okay if if you're doing medicine in groups where you're not like on your mat and you're like free to roam and chit chat and just like touch people and do whatever you want i'm here to tell you that's not a good group cuz this medicine is sacred this is a very personal inner journey so you want to be on your mat in your experience and then you can you can have such an amazing awakening process through it and it's meant to be Sacred. In fact, I only use the word psychedelic because it's very popular. But we prefer to instead of psychedelic to say in theogens. You know, psychedelic means mind manifesting, which is fine. Um, but as you know, we have three brains in our body, in our head, our heart. Okay, five. We'll, we'll talk about that. Oh, well, and and okay. in our and in our gut, and so that's why I say mind, body, spirit. Is you want to be connecting all of those brains working with in Theo, you know, in God, God within, um, and really having a a deep sacred experience. It's not meant to be like. Unfortunately, that's why you know Timothy Leary and those guys in the '60s. They they did what they could, Mm -hmm. but I don't think they were probably looking at it sacred enough. And then it's like anything, right? You you have good tools in maybe the wrong hands or used in the, not the ways that the sacred plants wanted to be utilized. then then you have you have problems. and that's why I'm very vocal about my experience because I am very, very concerned as we move towards legalization that honestly, people are going to misuse them. Um, I'm actually not a fan of going to see a psychotherapist and having a sit with them because they probably don't have a deeply spiritual relationship with the medicine. So that's my concern, just throwing it out there is if you even go sit as it's legalized with psychotherapists, you really want to make sure that you ask them. So what is your spiritual belief around this medicine? What is, what is, a uh, how long have you been sitting with it? Do you have a relationship with the medicine? These are additional things that I know I would want people asking of me if I'm serving them, in order to be able to really be connected at the deepest mental, physical, spiritual level. I think that's the way they're supposed to be used. And, and, you know, if Jesus was doing it back then, you know, it was really, really meant to be used in a sacred way.
0: We will never, you would know that for sure, but it is a possibility because really all spiritual traditions of all times have had traditions where certain specialty people that were highly trained and very responsible have led certain people through experiences like that. And the the danger is when everybody in every stage of life now thinks it's like smoking a cigarette or having a glass of wine, it's way different. It's way more dangerous. And I I know myself, I'm not a fan of modern psychiatry and all those drugs because what they do, they do the opposite. They dull you and cut you off from a spiritual experience. I've taught them, I know how devastating they are for your mental health in the long run. They can be very good on the short term to just keep you quiet and calm, yeah. But on the long term, and I'm very concerned that they're now giving it to children. That is so sad. Now, on the other hand, psychedelics are not for children either. Those drugs, those medicines, so uh, like the mushrooms, they are not for children. They are for people that are a little more involved and only under the guidance of somebody that really knows what they are. And it's 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 a very highly powerful medicine. And so really it should be on prescription of a shaman only.
1: <laughs> yeah, a trained plant medicine person, I will say a shaman is a little bit of a, my husband's a shaman, Um, he's yeah. an African shaman. And there are some really, um, really bad shaman out there. So just also throwing that out there is.
0: is The same as with coaches. There's miserable coaches uh, and there's great coaches like us. But there is coaches when you look in their background, they have no background at all. Or they're marketers only without anything else. And then they want to talk about something else. Sorry. You have to have some credibility and it's a buyer beware. Like everything in when you go shop for a car, you do your research, do your research before you endanger danger or help your mental health too.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. Cause I will say there's benefits to being able to microdose to come off your addictions, the, the unhealthy ones, right? Cause I, it really helped me with alcohol. And yet at the same time, I needed to go even deeper and have even more guidance along the way to completely shift that relationship. You know, I'm I'm also very vocal about this. The abstinence model doesn't work for, I think, 90% of us because we got to get to the root causes, which is usually grief, trauma, limiting beliefs, or trauma responses induced from, from childhood or even ancestral. I've done a lot of ancestral healing. Through this process, because a lot of the sacred plants can get you connected, you know, like my brother, um, my dad, my mom, my grandparents, my forefathers, foremothers, we carry all this stuff, you know, mental illness ran in my family, and I realized, no, it it actually was shame, guilt, fear, um, and trauma that ran in my family, and so to be able to really work through that with the medicine, I honestly don't know how I would have gotten to where I am if I hadn't used these sacred plants. Because trust me, I've done everything under the sun, acupuncture, Reiki, past life regression, all of these things. But again, it was still using this mind, not the whole holistic approach and whole person like the plants can help with.
0: Yeah, And it is certainly an option that is worth considering. I personally prefer doing havening uh, techniques plus, uh, plus hypnotherapy, uh, conversational hypnosis and all combined. Yeah. And I see the danger that the way you are recommending it would be probably quite costly and outside the current medical systems, of course. And the sad thing is that it's now inside the uh covered system under the guidance of people that have no idea what they're doing. So I see a lot of danger that way.
1: Yeah, no, a hundred percent. Cause it's not like taking a pill. It's not like a supplement. It's not like a pharmaceutical. Um, and actually what I've discovered, and this is something I just talked about in my podcast this week is the ceremony is only one part you know, it's like going to church and having this amazing, you know, amazing experience or going and having a breakthrough with hypnotherapy. It's what happens the rest of your days and nights that integration because there's no magic pill, even though it's magic mushrooms. I like to joke about that, but you still got to integrate it into your life. And again, most groups don't offer up proper integration support. So make sure, you know, you have someone because to your point, there's so many different paths to healing. Absolutely. Um, but you just got to make sure you get the right support. I think with with any type of healing.
0: I think there's many, many wonderful ways of healing. And I'm glad that, uh, I mean, uh, psychedelics, magic mushrooms, they can be really magic. And I'm all for it if it's done really well. Yeah. and and i know they have been done over the centuries and the older i get the more i discover the real magic which is a combination of all methods to your benefit and each individual has to decide for themselves what to do yeah and i think that is so important because how many people give their power away to their physician to their therapist and let them tell them what to do here come take that pill they don't even ask questions no it's so important. We are our own people. Advocate. Need, yeah. Advocate. We need to advocate for ourselves.
1: Yeah. Well, the same thing. What I learned too, and going back to In Theogen, the God mm-hmm. within, even religion, schools, institutions, they all teach you how to look outside yourself for answers. And I did nothing other than use plant medicine. My autoimmune disease numbers dropped hundred points. I shed 30 pounds and I've kept it off and just all of the, 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 awakening elements of it. And then of course, once I figured out the proper integration, like breath work, Kundalini yoga, all of these things that I now teach inside of my online community. Um, it was just a, a big aha moment for me to realize I was always looking for the next quick fix or magic pill, or unfortunately the patriarchal system, we, we, we've been taught and trained to always look outside of ourselves. So that's my encouragement if you guys, if, if, cause it's not for the faint of heart to go into plant medicine, it's not for everyone, but I will tell you, it can change your mental health, your physical health, and deepen that you know, divinity within spiritual health in ways where you're going to actually save, I think I'm I'm going to save probably hundreds of thousands of dollars with, I'm, I'm not even really working with my naturopath right now because I had so many changes mentally, physically, and spiritually from within as within so without. And so I just want to let you guys know it's an investment for sure. I've I've probably spent about 60 grand in the last two and a half years, but that was not just on plant medicine. So I want to teach people how to do it affordably, but it's such a great investment that, you know, there's a lot of people addicted to healing. They go get Reiki every month. They do this, they do that. Mm. You can heal yourself if you have the right tools.
0: Yeah, you, you absolutely can. And sometimes you need a guide to help you heal. And you know, it's so funny when I when I wrote that little story that I was talking about, the seven steps uh, to, uh, to climb the mountain of life. I was thinking of that, that we are really as coaches, we are guides. We go with people. They, they climb the mountain of life and we accompany them. And, and that's all we do. We push them a little bit, but we don't carry their burden. We give them a way to help them carry it and strengthen them. And I love how you do that. And all great coaches do that, and mm-hmm. there always has to be a spiritual. And talking about the three brains, mind, body is a bird. I think there's five dimensions to mental health because the financial health is part of it, and you teach that in your business. The social health is part of that. The, the relationships you can, of course, subsum it all. But I like the Pentagon image a little bit, and, <laughs> and uh, it's, uh, it's all a personal preference. But I've uh, got it. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it it it's really important. So uh, when somebody considers uh, using what you call plant medicine, uh, uh, psilocybin or psychedelics, you are talking about the same thing, magic mushrooms. Yeah. For the first time, what should they do first? How should they go about finding someone that is knowledgeable?
1: Yeah. Wow. Well. Well, it's a little bit dangerous. There is a wild west of of plant medicine and there's a lot of people jumping on the bandwagon. So obviously selfishly, I'm going to say, please talk to me. I do free consultations and can help you self-discover in literally 20 minutes, if this is the right path or wrong path for you or, or the right time or the wrong time. So make sure you find someone who's sat with, I've sat over 50 times and been microdosing several months off and on And so, really, really make sure they have a lot of experience and that they too have a mentor and that they too are still on their healing path. No guru, or, you know, again, that whole kind of dogmatic approach. I have all the answers because I'm still healing in my own ways as well. So, those are just some things to think about. Don't just I mean, I wouldn't recommend Googling, but if if you literally are afraid, because some people are afraid to talk about and admit that they are looking into this. Um, And so you could Google, reach out to me, but but find out if you have a trusted friend who's maybe been talking about it um, and ask who are they working with. And again, if they're not working with someone, don't follow that path because it, it can cause, um, some scary experiences, even, even with microdosing. Um, I do understand that maps, um, it's a, it's a great organization. You can go Google maps and there are a lot of really, really good therapists, um, and coaches through maps. They actually have a coaching program. Also, I I can't, say that I've used them, but I do know some chiropractors and different healers in the space have gone, gone that path, but also maybe read some books on it first. Uh, the first thing I did was how to change your mind with Michael Pollan. That book actually helped me instead of asking again, all these other people who may have had good or bad experiences or doing it on their own, because it's not a do it yourself thing. Um, That book actually really, it just hit me in the heart. And I was like, okay, yes, this path is for me. And then I was able to to find someone LinkedIn might be a good source, possibly because there's I'm on LinkedIn as a microdosing coach. So you might find someone but again, to figure out if it's right for you, I'd really recommend that book. There's also the um, documentary psychedelica on Gaia. Um, Netflix has actually taken Michael Pollan's book and started doing a series on it and it's all very science and spiritual they they bridge the two worlds which to me is is a beautiful beautiful thing Yes,
0: yes absolutely
1: yeah so those would be some really quick resources and references and of course I'll give you my website where I have a free consultation booking link as well
0: and it will be in the show notes for the audio version and it will be under the video on youtube and Lois, uh, that said, if anybody watches it or sees it, I recommend uh, looking. I think podcasts or those shows are a good way to get to know practitioners. practitioner. And I always didn't like that when I was looking for a doctor or a psychologist, I couldn't uh, look at them before. How do they look? How do they speak? Are they my kind of people? And in a podcast or in a show like this, you can see the people in action. You can see them in the natural environment and see, do you like them or do you? Uh, because sometimes you have that reaction to people and people have energy and you know that and the energy you can feel that and either you get that sparkle. I, I talk all about sparkle. Yeah. Or, you, uh, or you don't get that energy. And if you are repulsed by a person, don't work with them.
1: Uh, yeah. And find out too, what do they specialize in? So I'm glad you brought that up because I I might've forgotten uh, like the the three biggest things that I love working with people on. And so specializing is is really, really important because if you go to someone, and this happens in plant medicine, they say they can help anyone and everyone. And I I focus more on grief recovery, addiction, and then specifically trauma uh, from family of, of origin. And those are my, my favorite types of, of people to work with, but it can help with the, the effects of all of those things that I mentioned, insomnia, obviously addiction, um, digestive issues, health issues, weight doesn't come off. Um, you might be in a situation where you just really have tried everything. And I do mean everything like I did um, before kind of like finally opening yourself to this as well. But I. I love what you said about going and checking out podcasts. I know Joe Rogan's been talking about this for three years straight. He almost talks about it every day on his podcast, but he's not a guide obviously, but there's a podcast called Web Deluxe. That's really good. I was one of their first guests. So there are a lot of good um, podcast options out there for sure.
0: Absolutely. And that's great. And I don't know if you know the book by what's the name Anybody the body says no a wonderful book to by. um He's on the West Coast tour. Okay, he's a physician, uh, Gabo Mati, of
1: course. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes, I've been studying him because he recommended. Um, I watched the Wisdom of Trauma, his documentary, where he re- recommended ayahuasca, and um, have been following him ever since. So he's he's great. He's he's yeah. good people.
0: Yeah, he is good for people
1: in a certain stage of
0: their life, and some people are not there yet. And if you're not there yet, it's not for you. So that's important. And in that case, talk to Lois. She'll find out if you're a good person. And if, if you're not for her, she'll let you know too. And if if you maybe should use other options before. And everything in medicine and everything in life has an option. And in the end, you are the expert for your body. And whatever you try, who suffers the consequences? Not the doctor that told you to take the pill. It's you. So... Mm-hmm look at your options and if it resonated with you what Lois said go to the link check out thank you that's today's uh, version of sparkles for better mental health growth in five dimensions i hope you join us for the next episode and thank you very much have a great day